Hey, this is Jim Fleming, and this is the Stuart Heights Fleming Sunday School Class Podcast. Here, you will find recordings of our weekly Sunday School class, as well as a few other teaching opportunities I get at my church. Now, this podcast is not intended to replace your Bible study, to replace your weekly church attendance, or to be your sole source of spiritual instruction. Go to church for that. This podcast is for members of my class who happen to miss a week here or there and don't want to fall behind. But before you listen to this episode, you may want to go to teachings.gym314.com and download student or teacher handouts, as well as any PowerPoints, so you can follow along visually and see what we saw in class, as well as take some notes. Thanks for listening. Come back often, and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite podcast app. I'd recommend Overcast. Now, let's get to this week's lesson. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Hopefully you had a good Thanksgiving break. And uh, we're excited to be back this morning in Romans. This is week 45 of our series in Romans. If you got your Bibles, go ahead and turn over to Romans chapter 16. And as we've mentioned before, this is the next to last section of uh, our series in Romans. As we go through, we've been looking at uh, all these different sections and You know, Paul introduced righteousness. He talked about righteous wrath and saving righteousness and righteous freedom. This little excursion over to how righteousness impacts the Jews. This big, long section about righteous living. And then he starts to close, and we start to see how righteousness and the gospel and Jesus Christ and that relationship has impacted him. And we saw some of that in the latter part of chapter 15, and we see a lot more of that in chapter 16, specifically in how he personally relates to these individuals that he calls out and he names. And last week we looked at the names and the meaning of the names and how that impacts us and what our relationship with that is. And today we're going to step back a little bit more and look at what these folks did and, and why he was thankful specifically for them uh, and what that means for us and how all that interacts with each other. So if you've got your Bibles, we're in Romans. We're going to start with Romans 15, <clears throat> 14, and then read through uh, 16, 16. Romans fifteen fourteen, I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. But on some points I have written to you very boldly by way of reminder, because of the grace given to me by God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus, then, I have reason to be proud of my work for God. For I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Illyricum, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. And thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. All right, I'm going to pause right there for a second. I finally said that stupid word properly. Yes. All right. Back to the text. I think this is the first time I've broken the, the string of reading the text or something. So I'm excited about this. All right. Verse 21. But as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see. And those who have never heard will understand. This is the reason why I have often so been hindered from coming to you. But now. 
since I no longer have any room for work in these regions, and since I have longed for many years to come to you, I hope to see you in in passing as I go to Spain, and to be helped on my journey there by you once I have enjoyed your company for a while. At present, however, I am going to Jerusalem, bringing aid to the saints. For Macedonia and Achaia have been pleased to make some contribution for the poor among the saints at Jerusalem. For they were pleased to do it, and indeed, they owe it to them. For if the Gentiles have come to share in their spiritual blessings, they ought also to be of service to them in material blessings. When therefore I have completed this and have delivered to them what has been collected, I will leave for Spain by way of you. And I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. I appeal to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf, that I may be delivered from the unbelievers in Judea, that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, so that by God's will I may come to you with joy and be refreshed in your company. May the God of peace be with you all. Amen. And I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church at Shincrea, that you may welcome her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints, and help her in whatever way she may need from you. For she has been a patron of many and of myself as well. Greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but all the churches of the Gentiles give thanks as well. Greet also the church in their house. Greet my beloved Eponidas, who was the first convert to Christ in Asia. Greet Mary, who has worked hard for you. Greet Androconus and Junia, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners. They are well known to the apostles, and they were in Christ before me. Greet Ampliatus, my beloved in the Lord. Greet Ebanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my beloved Stachys. Greet Apelles, who is approved in Christ. Greet those who belong to the family of Aristopulus. Greet my kinsman Herodian. Greet those in the Lord who belong to the family of Narcissus. Greet those workers in the Lord, Tryphena and Tryphosa. Greet the beloved Persis, who has worked hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and also his mother, who's been a mother to me as well. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Patrobus, Hermas, and the brothers who are with them. Greet Philologus, Julia, Nereus, and his sister Olympus, and all the saints who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. I'm still excited about saying Illyricum properly, so <clears throat> I'm just going to ride that high for probably a couple of days. All right, so if you've got your handout, uh, grab your handout. Yeah, I did, I did spassing. I, I heard that, spassing through Spain. Did anybody else catch that? Yeah, sorry. It's, I get Illyricum right, and I missed the word passing. <sighs> it's like hooked on phonics. Everything you learn about in kindergarten, none of that works in this passage. Like, none of that works. It's all backward from that, so... Anyway, all right, so last week we looked at all the names, uh, names, 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 lots and lots of names. But this week we're going to look at what do the words mean. Uh, and there's a couple words in here that are really, really important. And we'll talk about a couple things that folks have tried over the years to use this passage as justification for. And I want to poke a few holes and challenge a couple of things. But uh, big picture perspective, this is about how the gospel has impacted Paul uh, and his personal engagement with individuals. So let's. Let's look at uh, verse 1 of chapter 16 in Romans here. So I commend. Uh, this means to set together or introduce uh, or to approve uh, or to stand with Phoebe, uh, our sister Phoebe. And this word sister, it, it, just, means, it just means sister. It's like, if, how many of you have a, a sister that 
is a biological sister to you because you have this one, at least one of the same parents. They have like, that's the word here. And we have no indication whatsoever that Paul and Phoebe were biologically related. Paul just uses family words to describe spiritual relationships, which I think is fantastic because it just underscores one more time, this is family. <clears throat> so I commend to you our sister Phoebe. Uh, she's a what? A servant. Anybody have a different word in your English translation? A what? A what? It's what it says, isn't it? Anybody have a different translation than deacon? There's one more out there. Some translations will say deaconess. We're going to come back to that one. <laughs> the Greek word is uh, diakonos. Uh, and it, it, it means the same uh, thing as we've talked about before when diakonos shows up. It's, it's the word we use for deacon. Uh, it's also used in Romans 13, 4 and 15, 8. And we'll go back and look at some of that when we get to the observations on the text. But just want you to understand this is... Uh, someone who ministers, this is a waiter, this is the way this works. So she's a, a servant of the church, the ecclesia. <clears throat> now believe it or not, and this is, it, it was shocking to me when I realized it, but this is the first time Paul uses the word church in Romans. And it was one of those, but like, that's, really? And I thought, that's not right. So I went back and looked at it, yep, that's the first time he's used the word church in the book of Romans. And the word is ecclesia. Uh, it's, a, it's a meeting or a religious congregation, an assembly. Uh, this literally means people that are getting together. They're called out to do something very specific together. So this is the church at uh, Shincrea. And so does anybody know where Shincrea is? I think I probably put it in your notes there, but it's a port at where? <coughs> Corinth. And where does Paul write Romans from? Anybody know? It's an open book. It's right there in front of you. We just said the word. Corinth, Yes. <laughs> Um, so because of this, because he's telling these folks in Rome, um, receive, or uh, I'm, I'm, I want you to take her in, this woman who ministers at Corinth, I'm writing from Corinth, virtually every commentator on the planet believes that Phoebe was the person that Paul handed Romans to to take to Romans. Like, imagine that trip. <laughs> now that's a pretty cool trip, right? And if you think about it, every single one of these letters that he wrote, he had to hand to somebody and send it to him. He, you wouldn't write a letter and then hand deliver the letter. Right? I mean, that's not how letters work. If, if you're going to show up somewhere, you just preach a sermon, because Paul was okay with preaching a sermon and he showed up somewhere. He'd hand the letter to somebody and they would carry it somewhere. So somebody had to carry Romans to the Romans... And we think it's probably Phoebe. <clears throat> so he tells them to welcome her. Now, the interesting thing is he puts this, hey, welcome her, in chapter 16. So I got to wonder if she wasn't pretty good at fitting in with believers because she didn't need an intro in chapter 1, right? I mean, she, she fit in very well. She convinced them that this is from Paul. Away you go. So welcome her, that you may welcome her or... Uh, allow or accept her, admit her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and help. And this is a beautiful word here to stand beside, stand beside her, substantiate, be at aid with her in whatever. And you see the Greek word there? What's the Greek word for whatever? Pragma. What do you think our 
close English word for this is? Pragmatic. Yeah, it's pragmatic. It's the, like, this is the nuts and the bolts. What do we need help with? Like, th- th- this is the, all right, so how can I help today? And somebody comes up to you and says, how can I help you today? And their sleeves are rolled up, and they're looking for an assignment. Like, they're not, they don't want you to say, oh, just, just stand by. No, 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 no. They want a job. Like, Paul is telling them she's going to need help and help her in whatever she may need. Now, this is a broad statement. Because how many people have you ever sent to somebody and said, whatever they ask you for, you help them with? Like you, Think about the level of confidence and trust that you have in somebody to send them somewhere with something very important. And Paul had to know this was a significant letter, right? I mean, th- this is not a, well, I wonder how this one's going to go. This is... This is the doctrine that I have learned about righteousness, about the gospel. And he is putting a lot of trust and support into Phoebe to make sure this happens. So in whatever she may need from you, for she has been a patron or an assistant of many and of myself as well. And then we come to what I would imagine is the theme word, since it shows up like, I think, 17 times in today's text. Greet in verse 3. You probably heard me say this word a few times. The, the Another... Uh, translation for this is salute uh, in the English. But the blank here means to enfold in the arms, E-N-F-O-L-D. And this is an imperative. And 16 of those 17 times that it shows up, it's an imperative. So Amy, the average is balancing back out. (laughs) Okay, Uh, Amy got all the imperatives in the lesson that she taught in Romans. uh, And I got like three imperatives since. And I'm going to get 16 imperatives today. So booyah. All right. So to, to greet. So let me, I'll just, I want you to be really, really clear what greet means. So Tim, come help me out for a second. We are not kissing. Just be established this right up front, okay? That never even came to my mind. Brother. Excellent. Well, it, the word is in here. And I did this with Barry Cole once, and it was not okay. It was just, it was not okay. So to enfold in the arms. If, if I said enfold in the arms, what does that sound like? Sounds like a hug, right? I mean, this is a hug, right? Get those pats in too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is not a, hey, how you like? Okay, back. No, no, no. This is a to to salute, to welcome, to embrace, to greet. To I mean, this is this is a this is a physical thing. It is not a okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not bump knuckles. It's 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 really not. It's a it's like to enfold in the. I don't know how else. What else does this look like? It's like enfold in the arms. And he says it 16 times. Darla and I are trying to figure out how we can go around. I know. I have looked. I know. He was not an introvert. I can't imagine any aspect of Paul being an introvert, right? Like what part of Acts looks like introversion? (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to call in sick. You've got to schedule those sick days. That's important. <laughs> it's an important professional skill. All right. So verse 3. So greet, enfold in the arms Prisca and Aquila. And I, I honestly, I wish I had like a month just to talk about Prisca and Aquila because they are a spectacular couple in the gospel. Um, the, just a couple of things about them. They, they've been around Paul for a very long time in a lot of different places. And they were okay with 
like her having the lead and with him having the lead and like going back and forth with this. Most of the time in the New Testament when they're mentioned, she's actually mentioned first, which I think is spectacular because she was probably just more skilled. (laughs) Which, guys, for most of us, (laughs) is the reality. (laughs) So, okay, let's be okay with this. But it's this beautiful relationship. Uh, And he talks about their fellow workers and in Christ Jesus. And, and absolutely, they were fellow workers in Christ Jesus. Uh, they labored alongside him in the gospel, but they also labored alongside him making tents like this, and, and coats and different things that were protective gear for people that uh, traveled through the different parts of the regions that they were in. So verse 4, who risked or to hazarded or put in remembrance their necks. The Greek word is uh, trachylos, their, their throats. They risked their throats for my life. And when this phrase was used in literature of this day, what it meant was I stuck my neck out literally on the executioner's block for a person that was not me. Like, oh, okay. Well, that's like a whole different level of friendship (laughs) because I'm going to hug you when I see you. But if somebody's coming with an ax, like you're probably well armed. So you're probably good, right? <laughs> but this is to literally like to lay down your neck for somebody else. And then he keeps on going. He says, to whom not only I give thanks, or Eucharisto, to, to be grateful, express gratitude, uh, but all the ecclesias. So I want you to notice how this word's used. So the, back in verse 1, the ecclesia at Sincrea, right? So the, the one church at Sincrea, and then there's plural, the all the churches of the Gentiles. So this would be spread like literally all over the place. Um, that's fantastic. You made, like that is, you have way too much time on your hands in Sunday school. So Dave, at some point, we're going to have to figure out a way for me be able to, to be able to throw something that I get on a text up on the screen because y'all are missing out um, because there's a baby that's drinking a beer and it says, so I said, I'm going to see you when I'm spassing through Spain and then Illyricum is at the bottom. Uh, it's this, it's spectacular. I just don't even know what to do with that. So like, that's too much. I had to call that out and just be fantastic. <clears throat> I'm going to start putting my cell phone number at the bottom of every handout just so y'all can do this. It's so much fun. All right. It's gotten hot in here now. We've got babies drinking beer in Sunday school. I don't know where we're going. <laughs> this is crazy. All right. Back in verse four, who risked their necks, not only for my life, uh, the rest next for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but all the churches, all the ecclesias of the Gentiles give thanks as well. So greet, so here we go again, another imperative, uh, espadzame, also the church in their house. So there was a church that was small enough to meet in their specific home, in the home of who? Yeah, Priscilla and Aquila, right? Uh, Prisca is the diminutive form of Priscilla. So if you see Priscilla and Aquila, that's the same folks. Um, it says, greet my beloved or my dear, my agapetos, my, my loved uh, Eponidas, who was the first convert or literally is the first fruits to Christ in Asia. Now, that's a pretty cool title, right? Because imagine if you're the, like, Asia is a big place. <laughs> if, if you're the first convert in Asia, that means you're not doing this because it's the popular thing. Right? I mean, you, this is, wow, somebody died and rose again and lived for me. 
set me up. And nobody you know, except this guy that just came to town, believes this. That's pretty powerful. And that made a mark on Paul, because when he's remembering these people where they are, I remember my first guy. I remember that first, you remember that, that first, that first guy was an encouragement to him because he sowed the seed, he sowed the seed, and there was fruit. This is a beautiful thing. So Eponidas, it's probably a final Jeopardy question one day. It's the first convert to Christ in Asia. Uh, greet Mary, who has worked hard. Now, I want, you to, I want you to pay attention to this word. This word shows up three times in this text. It means to feel fatigue or toil or to be tired for you. So this is not just, yeah, I did a bunch of stuff. This is, I did a bunch of stuff and was worn out because of it. Okay? This is worn out, dog tired. And we've been there before, right? Where you just, I don't have anything else left to give. I'm done. This is it. I have, I've worked hard for you. So Mary, if you're keeping list at home, Mary's the first one. So we'll just kind of keep a running list. Verse 7, greet Imperative again, Andronicus and Junia, my kinsmen, my relatives, and my not fellow workers, but fellow prisoners. Yeah, my co-captives. <clears throat> In case you wanted a little background on Paul, he was arrested a lot. So just because somebody has an arrest history doesn't mean that they're a bad person. Um, if it did, we would have to discard most of the New Testament. Uh, because these guys got arrested a lot for the gospel. And there were people they were arrested with. So these were the people that were hanging out with Paul when he was doing arrestable stuff. Yeah, it's pretty much, right? I mean, this is his crew. If you, like, they went to jail together. I don't know how else you want me to say it. I, I would love to see what the message translation paraphrase says about this, you know, homies or something. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so Andronicus and Junia, my kinsmen and my fellow prisoners, they are, what's the word? Well-known. They are eminent. They are notable. They are of note to the apostles. Like the apostles knew who these folks were, which, that's pretty cool. If you want to be known by somebody, like, yeah, I'm good. The apostles know me. There's my, my card to get in the meeting. Uh, that they were in Christ before me. So again, you know, Paul wasn't the first believer in Jesus Christ. Sometimes we pitch his writings and his teachings in a way that, oh, wow, he, was the, he began it all. No, he didn't. There was like a whole bunch of people that he was deeply indebted to that helped him and supported him that came before him in this process. So they're well known to the apostles. They were in Christ before me. Verse 8, greet, imperative, ampliatus, my beloved. This same word used back in verse 5 in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker. This same word used back in verse 3. And my beloved, same word used back in verse 5 and verse 8, Stachys. Greet, another imperative, Apelles, who is approved or tried or properly acceptable. He sounds a little more formal to me than the guys that got thrown in jail with. Who is approved in Christ. Greet, another imperative, those who belong to the family of Aristobulus. Greet, another imperative, my kinsmen, um, my relatives. Again, like in verse 7, Herodian. Greet, another imperative, those who belong to the family of Narcissus. You see how many families we're talking about here? This family and that family and this family and this family and this household and that house. And greet, another imperative, verse 12, those workers. Now, this is harder to see in the ESV, but it's the same word back in verse 6 for I'm dog tired. I'm worn out in the Lord. 
Tryphena and Tryphosa. And does anybody remember what gender they are from last week? They're girls. That's right. Thank you, darling. So we've got three people so far. So we've got, who was the first one that was dog-tired? Mary. And then Tryphena and Tryphosa. All right, so we got three. <clears throat> the beloved. Greet the beloved. In another imperative, Persis, who has worked hard. You know what gender Persis was? She was a girl. That's right. Now, we're done talking about the people who worked hard. And Darla sent me a fantastic quote from her commentary from Mounts. said, the mention of exhausting work is restricted to women. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Insert pregnant pause. I would venture to say that not much has changed in 2,000 years in the church. Um, So I will say thank you, ladies, who work hard. In the Lord. It was remembered then. It will be remembered now. It is a good thing. Verse 13, greet another imperative, Rufus. (laughs) There's a dude named Rufus. That's great. It's okay to laugh. Some of the names are just funny, right? Greet Rufus, chosen or elect. This is that same word back in Romans 8.33, where you were chosen, you are elect in the Lord. He was chosen. Also his mother, who's been a mother to me as well. Which is fantastic, because if anybody needed a lot of love and care, it was probably Paul. As many times as he was beaten and thrown in jail and beaten and stoned and hurt and run out of town and... I, th- I, think it's, I think it's a very kind thing that God gave him more than one mom. I mean, that's fantastic. Verse 14, greet another imperative, a syncretist, and Phlegon, and Hermas, and Patrobus, and Hermas, and the, and the brothers. So just like we had sisters earlier, the sister Phoebe, this is the, this is the normal word for brother. It's just like you, you have the same dad, the Adelphos, who are with them. Greet another imperagus, Philologus, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, another sister, and Olympus and all the saints are with them. Greet another imperative. If you keep him checking home, I think that's 16. One another with a holy kiss. Now, um, <clears throat> we don't do this today because in our particular culture, guys kissing guys and girls kissing girls isn't really normal because that's the way they did it then. This was not a, I walk up to somebody else's spouse and lay one on them. That's not the way this works. Um, if you go to the Middle East today, though, you will see people kissing each other. This is how you greet one another. And how's it done, Doug? Uh, it's a lot, right? It, Have you been to the Middle East? Uh, yes. That yes. To me. Yes. <laughs> now, did they give you any heads up to this was going to happen? No, they don't. No, they don't. Right. <laughs> but that doesn't happen until they get to know. That's right. First, it's Good. A Come on. No, 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 I don't want, I mean, tell me more. I don't, no, 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 no. <laughs> you misinterpreted. <laughs> Let's go back to what do the words mean. <laughs> he is, like he's, he's about to fall out. Right. The initial is handshake, and then once... Yes, right. There's a measure of respect, there's a measure of knowledge, there's a measure of familiarity, and the greeting gets more intimate over time. 
And this is what Paul is telling them. Treat brothers and sisters in Christ as if you are family. Like the greeting is an important component of this. This is a big deal. And then he finishes off with all the churches, all the ecclesia of Christ. So So he went from one church at Sincrea to the churches of the Gentiles, and now all the churches of Christ greet you, which would have been extremely encouraging, extremely welcoming, extremely helpful to these folks. So um, there is one word that I really hope that you get that is a repeated word. So what is the repeated word? Greet. Greet, yes. And salute. Oh, that's weak. The message calls them my cousins, Andronicus and Junius. We once shared a jail cell. <sighs> Eugene could have done better than that. Come on. That's all right. I can't believe the, the liberties that he took in other parts of the scriptures, and that's all he's going to do there. So, <clears throat> all right. So, we've got Greet that shows up multiple times, Salute shows up a couple times, uh, Beloved shows up several times, Saint shows up a few times, Christ, Lord, Sister. Uh, these words are over and over and over. Uh, so what are some observations of the text? All right, let's got a couple, couple things here for you. Um, you remember back in Romans 1.1? Go back to Romans 1.1 real quick. I want you to see this. I think it's an important thing to see. That's something I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> Pages turning. <laughs> Romans 1.1. How does Paul introduce himself? Servant. Servant, right? And what's he call Phoebe? I'm going to say that's a big deal. I'm going to say that's not an accident. I'm going to say that's on purpose. Like I'm introducing myself this way. I'm introducing her this way. See, the ground is level at the foot of the cross, folks. This is an important concept. Now, I do want to go back and answer a very specific question. Uh, our, Phoebe servant, uh, our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church at Sincrea. So the question in your notes there, I think, on the observations of the text is, was Phoebe a deacon? Um, <clears throat> so I'll give you a, what I think is a pretty good answer, uh, which is maybe. (laughs) All right, so let's talk about why I say maybe. Uh, Everywhere else that this word is used in Romans, this particular word is used in Romans, uh, that this word for this particular word for deacon is used in Romans, it's used uh, for public servants uh, because they are the servants of God that will deliver justice. uh, And it's used of Jesus Christ. Uh, And I think you would have a very hard time saying that uh, public officials are deacons in the church. Like, I'm going to shoot holes in that one. That's going to be a challenge. And I'm going to challenge you also as well to say that Jesus Christ held the title of deacon in the church because the church didn't exist when Jesus was on the earth. He left and instituted the church, and away we went. Uh, However, I want you to think about the timeline of Romans and 1 Timothy. Because 1 Timothy is where the qualifications for deacons are listed. And 1 Timothy was written by who? Paul. Paul, thank you. Yes, it was a setup. Sorry. It's written to Timothy. There we go. Right, good. So it's written by Paul to Timothy. Paul wrote Romans as well. But Romans was written about a decade before Timothy. Uh, And what you see sometimes is in these earlier New Testament letters, rather vague or open-ended constraints around things. And in some of the later letters, things get locked down. Things are, all right, we have a set of rules that are clearly defined here. So when we talk about the list of qualifications to be a deacon, and it talks about uh, being a husband, 
Phoebe is going to be challenged in that area, right? Because Phoebe was not a husband. So it's very, very clear. Um, I would imagine that people were fulfilling these functions in a way that needed to be clarified later on that Paul did. And he gave clarity for that later on because that's what we did. Uh, So was she a a deacon? Maybe. She might have been doing the work of a deacon. Sounds like she kind of was if you look at how she's described in these verses. Um, But she certainly wouldn't meet the current biblical requirements to be a deacon. So when you see things like this, don't go, oh my goodness, the Bible's full of errors and it's got problems and it's inconsistent logically. And No, it's not. It just all wasn't written at the exact same spot in time. And how about we praise God for somebody who was willing to step up and do the work? Because that would be good too. Mitch? Well, I was just thinking, I don't think he was indicating that she held the office of a deacon. I agree. She I totally agree. Fulfilled yep. the service of a deacon. Yep. And there are many people in our church today Absolutely. that do that, both men and women, you know, that fulfill, actually fulfill the office of a deacon yes. without being a deacon. That's right. Just like those public officials have a portion of the work in which they do that fulfills some of the work of a servant. Sometimes some of the work that Jesus did fulfilled some of the work of a servant in this capacity, and she absolutely did the work. Absolutely. And there, uh, one more thing. Yes, sir. There, there is kind of an expectation in church that when a man is elected to the office of a deacon, his wife also carries some responsibility there is. as the wife of the deacon, just yep. like pastor's wife. Yep. There are, there are. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, So let's keep going. So we've got a couple other observations to make. Um, So I already talked about Phoebe was the one who probably carried the Romans to the Romans. Um, I've got a little, I think I've got a little note here about Prisca and Aquila in your handout. So Robertson, A.T. Robertson said there were, these two were driven from Rome by Claudius, came to Corinth, then to Ephesus, then back to Rome, and again to Ephesus. They were good traveling Christians. So I don't know if anybody in your life has ever, uh, like, if you want to take a road trip, or hang out with them, but Prisca and Aquila were, like, that was road trip material friends. They were very good uh, friends in this way. And it, Amy sent me something to look at the very end of that section on observations on the text. Uh, it was a really neat comment that I really didn't think about at all after reading this a lot. Uh, but she said, crazy how much you can gain from reading a list of names. We truly take for granted how easy staying in touch with one another is today. Um, and, I mean, this took a a letter that had to be physically walked or sailed to another place and then hand-delivered and then read because most of the people who heard it couldn't read. And, I mean, this is a challenging thing to stay in touch with all these folks. So let's look at a couple applications and personalizations. So the first application is the one from last week, so we'll see who was paying attention last week. Oh, that's a tough one. What's the answer? God what helpers? Provides, yes. God provides helpers. So what do we do with that? Well, I think we should be thankful for his helpers, both thankful to him and to them, right? This was your homework from last week to go say thank you to somebody that fulfilled one of these uh, roles that was helpful and positive for you in your life. So what's the point number two? God's children are family. We are brothers and sisters. What do you think we ought to do? Live as family, yeah. I've decided to stop having really complicated applications and personalizations. They're just too much hassle. I like the simple ones anyway. So live as family. And number three, Christians what each other. 
Greet, yes. Christians greet each other. So I want us to greet as family and not as that family member that you sat at the different table at Thanksgiving. (laughs) The family member that you made sure you got to sit beside. Right? That one. That one that you're like, oh, 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 we get to see like that person. That one. Even if there was only one, Darla. Even if there was only one. You got to sit next to yours. Excellent. I'm glad to hear it. All right. So that's the lesson for today. Uh, We have two more weeks worth of text in Romans, and then we'll do a wrap-up week. Uh, So we are rapidly approaching the finish line for Romans. Uh, Next week's text is uh, Romans 16, 17 through 23. So a couple more people that are there. Uh, that were a little actually closer than these that were listed here today. But your homework is listed there on the page as well. Uh, Make sure you take your weekly update and put your names at the bottom for attendance. Uh, Read through and pray over those prayer requests. Add any more that you have for this week or ongoing. Uh, And then after you had... Now, you got two assignments today before you can go. you got two assignments today. Because I am... uh, I have a list of our Sunday school class members. And what I would love for you to do before you leave today is to come up and make sure the information on this sheet is current and correct. So I'm going to put it on a uh, stand right next to the door. So if you just check it off as you go through, as you leave, that would be fantastic. Uh, So after you have prayed as a table and checked your information, then you are free to go. Thanks for coming to Sunday School today, guys.